for our abbreviated worship service today, I decided that I would not preach. Instead, we'll hear the preaching of several others. Matthew, Luke, John, Isaiah, and I guess in a sense, uh, Chester Leland Quarles. When I was a boy, our family had tons of precious Christmas traditions. I guess in a sense our Christmas began with the long-awaited rival of the winter edition of the Sears and Roebuck catalog. The five Quarles kids would pour through that, picking out what they wanted for Christmas until it was tattered and dog-eared. And then my mother would lead us in making a Christmas chain, uh, paper chains, and as each day approached toward Christmas, you'd tear off uh, another loop in the chain so that you could know how close you were getting to Christmas. Then, of course, we would go out into the woods and cut our Christmas tree. Then there would be the trimming and decorating of the tree. There would be Christmas caroling. And I'm glad to say that although the family I grew up in was certainly not a perfect family, whose is? It was a family that was saturated with scripture. Uh, my dad was committed to being a spiritual leader. And so literally every morning before we rushed off to school, we would have family devotions. And he was very conscious to make sure that scripture remained at the center of our Christmas traditions too. And so on Christmas Eve night, by candlelight, he would read Twas the Night Before Christmas and then set that book aside and pull out the big family Bible. I can still hear his big, booming bass voice in my mind as he read from Matthew, Luke, and John, sometimes Isaiah, year after year after year. Till by the time I was a teenager, I pretty much knew it all by heart. It goes something like this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. 
There was a man sent from God. His name was John. He came to bear witness of the light. He was not the light, but came to bear witness of the light. That was the true light that lights every man by coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to those that believe on his name who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word was made flesh and tabernacled among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And John bare witness and said, This is he of whom I spake. He that comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his grace have we all received, and grace upon grace. For the law was given by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man has seen God at any time. But God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent of God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the name of the virgin was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored. Blessed art thou among women. The Lord is with thee. When Mary saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this might be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. For thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and give birth to a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And Mary said, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee, Therefore, that holy child that is born of you will be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath conceived a son in her old age, 
And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she shall give birth to a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and shall give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him Mary his wife and knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Now it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone unto his own city. Joseph also went up out of Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, the Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. 
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now it came to pass when the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where the Christ should be born. And they said, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall shepherd my people Israel. And Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. And when they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they had seen in the east went before them until it came and stood over the place where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And opening their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwelled in the shadow of death, on them the light has dawned. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. 
and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. He shall reign over the house of David with righteousness and justice, establishing and upholding it forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts shall accomplish this. And then amazingly, after describing the coming Messiah as the virgin-born Emmanuel, the King, mighty God, Isaiah goes on to describe him as the servant who will suffer. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement that would bring us peace was imposed upon him by his scourgings, we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone unto his own way, but the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That's why the angels would announce to the shepherds that the one who was born in Bethlehem was the Savior the Christ, the Lord, the Savior who would die as our sacrificial lamb, bearing the guilt and punishment for our sin and our place, the King who has the right to rule and reign over our lives. And the very incarnation of deity, Almighty God in human form, who is worthy of all our worship. A lot of people ask during this Christmas season, are you in the Christmas spirit? And the implication behind that question seems to be that the Christmas spirit is maybe some kind of sense of nostalgia as we remember Christmas's past, uh, maybe some sense of excitement about the gifts that await us under the tree. And in fact, those aren't the spirit of Christmas at all. The spirit of Christmas is the Holy Spirit that miraculously enabled a virgin to conceive and give birth to a baby boy who is the Savior, our King, our Lord and God. The question today is not, are you in the Christmas spirit? The question is, is the spirit of Christmas in you? Have you been indwelled by the Holy Spirit of the living God who transforms our lives from the inside out? Because that's what the Messiah came to bring. The forgiveness of sin, yes but the radical transformation of our lives too. 
as the spirit that miraculously conceived him is imparted to us to transform us into the people that God wants us to be. And you can receive the true gift of Christmas today, both the forgiveness of sin and the spirit of Christmas by believing the message that the angels gave to the shepherds, by confessing that Jesus is the Savior, the Christ, the Lord, the one who died to forgive our sins, the King who reigns over all and before whom we should surrender all that we have and are, and the God who is worthy of all of our worship and adoration. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? If you've not done so before, would you today confess that Jesus is God, Savior, and King? Confess that that baby born in Bethlehem was more than a cuddly infant. The God who created the universe in human flesh, the Savior who would die on the cross as our only hope for the forgiveness of sin, And would you surrender to his authority as the king of your life now so that the spirit of Christmas may abide in you and you can be transformed from the inside out by the miraculous power of Jesus Christ. That is your commitment. In a few moments when we sing together, I invite you to come forward and tell one of our church leaders or me about that commitment so that we can celebrate it together with you. The greatest gift of Christmas is not gift under a tree. The greatest gift of Christmas is the gift that was nailed to a tree. A Savior who came into the world so that we can be reconciled to a holy God, please don't leave this place today without accepting that precious gift. Father, we thank you that the faithful evangelists, Matthew, Luke, John, and the prophet Isaiah, spoke to us so powerfully about the coming of the Messiah so that we don't have to scratch our heads and wonder what kind of person this was, so that we can know definitively that he is none other than our God, our Savior, and our King. I pray that the precious story of who Jesus is and how he came will reverberate in all of our minds and will be written indelibly upon our hearts so that we will proclaim him like angels and shepherds did, and we will worship him like Magi did. In Jesus' name, amen.